Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, cold evening, and welcome to a slightly snowy, but otherwise normal, recording of Gatecast, episode 206. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, poor Alan, off in far off Finland. A little bit of snow and he starts to panic. I'm not panicking, I just wanted to wait eight days so I'm not dragging a bloody great suitcase through it. <laughs> I might even include the hood story. Yeah. <laughs> On the subject of the hood, is it odd that I actually got excited when he stared at the tip of the arrow and started going on about the fact that he wanted to be called something else? I was thinking, yay, that's why I watch it, a show that can make me feel like that with the simple act of naming a character. Yeah, but that's something else, is one that doesn't go around killing people, and that was half the fun of the first season. Well, the fact that he was a homicidal maniac? Yes. Am I allowed to mention the shadowy organisation that the blonde with the black mask trained with? Well, it's been broadcast. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we're half wondering if they could manage to get a surprise Liam Neeson guest appearance. Well, he does seem to do anything for money, but I don't think CW could afford him. Yeah, shame. Tom Glow's appearance in Arrow caught me off guard. I started watching season two on uh, Sunday. I'm now up to episode four. Ah, right. So I was like, oh, I'll watch this. Oh, watch another one. Oh, watch another one. Oh, watch another one. Watching Arrow got me in the mood for watching Smallville again. (laughs) Right. Well, it's a fairly obvious crossover. It is a bit. I'm at the episode in Smallville where they introduced the JSA. Yeah. With that, I thought, right, now I see where Alan Moore got the idea for the Watchmen. Go on, you've got Hawkman and you've got uh, Dr. Fate. I can see very obvious, uh, of course, have you actually read Watchmen? Yeah, I own it. Ah. I have a copy. I believe my copy is in the box. <laughs> Many of my things are in box. I think I bought it after they were discussing it a lot on Sci-Fi Dig, so I thought, well, I must well read it. That was pretty much my reaction as well. I was like, ooh, this could be good. <laughs> this feels weird. What does? Just us. Oh, okay. It's been a while. This might only be the second episode recording we've done since I moved to Finland with no one else. Dog's breakfast at the weekend? Oh, but that, that was an episode. Oh, okay. You uh, uh, That were a special. Distinguish between them. Yeah. So do you. Okay. You put numbers on the proper ones. The other ones you're just like, meh. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with my sister, Susie. And together we are the hosts of Hexed Sisterhood of the Supernatural. We are podcasting our way through Supernatural TV from a paranormal perspective. From our standby sibling staple of Supernatural. To the trysts of true blood. From high school drama and love triangles of Vampire Diaries. To the troubles of Haven. From sensuous succubus of Lost Girl. To the true adventures of Ryan of Paranormal State. We love it all and more. We always have something to watch. And something to talk about. So join us in our paranormal adventures over at hexpodcast.blogspot.com. Vampires, werewolves, succubi, fairy folk, ghosts, spirits, and magic. And the women and men who seek them out are all welcome. We'll see you through the audio veil. All Supernatural TV. All the time. 
Oh, I, I gotta say on Smallville, Callum Blue is excellent as Zod. Yes. Gotta say, season nine is getting distinctly dark. Enough of this, I have Smallville to watch, and unfortunately I have a meeting at 8.30 in the fecking ICT building, which means I have to get up at 7 again. <laughs> oh, and on my walk from here to the Arkin building, blasted fluffy white stuff. Well, it was supposed to snow up north this week. I think I count as up north. In the north of England and Scotland I was referring to. I know, I'm just a little bit further north, a lot further east. When I sat down half an hour after the Swedish class ended in my software architectures class in the ICT building with the collar digging into me that I remembered, oh, hang on, this collar is so thick because it got a bloody hood built in. <laughs> I didn't need to bring woolly at. Well, you, you forgot or you just never noticed. Well, I know I've used it before. I just forgot. It was 7 a.m. Understandable. Oh, hang on. We have an interaction. Not to what I said. Matthew Ross Kerr retweeted our retweet of what a pair. Were you being pervy again? No, it was a picture of Shanksy and tapping from Sanctuary. I see. When was Sanction Sanctuary? I can't remember the episode title. Yeah. Oh, that's odd. Okay. It's recording, so that's all that really matters. Yep. Indeed. It's a little unusual for us to be promoting a couple of podcasts in one episode, but Michael Clark, who has been a great friend to the Gatecast by spreading the word, has launched a new Star Trek site and associated podcast. And it's our pleasure to let you know all about it. After all, Stargate is not an all-or-nothing show. Like myself and Alan, fans of the show embrace other sci-fi franchises with no problems at all. Enter authorization code. So, the Star Trek project goes by the name of Visionary Trek, and will have its own dedicated podcast which will be full of news, features, reviews, and all-round Star Trek goodness. The Holodeck has also found a new home at Visionary Trek, and that podcast, which has been around a good long while, will feature in-depth look at episodes, comics, and interviews with people involved with creating Trek content. Finally, the third podcast under the Visionary Trek banner is The Captain's Table, a show dedicated to interviewing the authors of Star Trek in all its shades and hues. Visionary Trek can be found on the web at visionarytrek.com and also on Twitter at Visionary Trek, as well as on Facebook, Google Plus and YouTube. Links are in the show notes. So even if Trek is just a passing fancy, go and take a look. I know from experience, listening to a show for a few minutes may indeed reveal a gem that will keep you entertained for months as you play catch up and as an ongoing weekly audio delight. Right. Since I don't know three, if you'll give me a moment. Okay, I've just looked up three, but I'll probably mispronounce it. How would I know? How would I know either? Right. Comb. Cooksy. Ooksy. Clicky. <laughs> okay. That we're finished. Yeah. Oh, that's all. Love the uniforms. Highly inappropriate for jungle warfare, but what the hell? Yeah, I think they stand out, surely. Of course, Tilt's got the biggest weapon. What you got? The rest of the group's got P90s. He's he's carrying the uh, Daewoo K3. Is that an M16 carbon? No, it's a Korean version of the M249. He's hmm. not doing that on purpose, is he? You know, just to keep me interested. Actually, doesn't look like uh, Vancouver woodland. Yeah. More like typically English type forest. It does. I was thinking Sherwood. Tilk's intel did suggest that the Southern are rumored to have a base of operations here. Yeah, but Tilk's intel came from a. Bunch of Jafar he used to be at war with. I know. Old enemies, new allies, and all that jazz, but still. You think the information's bad? I think it's vague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You really don't want to be bored when you're walking around with submachine guns. Mm. 
Sounds like a movie trailer. Well, we found some pretty interesting things based on vague. Yeah, still, I'm getting that grasping at straws feeling. Yeah, just don't tell Tilk. I already did. Yeah, what do you say? The warriors of the Sodan exist, Colonel Mitchell. I am certain of it. Needs more base. Oh, that wasn't a happy look, was it? <laughs> Feel free to be insulted, Tilk. <laughs> Nobody would blame you. The way he's wearing the baseball cap, it actually looks like a bandana from the front. Yeah, it does a bit, yeah. There's only Tilt that paying attention. Twig, it moved. Oh! oh. <laughs> what are you staring at, Mitchell? Well, everything. Fall back to the gate, I got our six! Go, go, go! We're a band of fearless warriors, you know, and they're awful shots. Yeah. Unless it's a distraction or a warning, but... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, that looks expensive. You see, we've seen Jafar use... Oof. Jesus. Oh. Ow. He's not playing fair. SG-22, this is SG-1. We are under attack. We need backup. Where the hell is Mitchell? Cameron, what's your position? So I guess Cameron is wearing the new vest. Well, I think that's standard section, isn't it? The Kevlar and the ceramics. He's not doing bad considering he's wounded. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Ooh, hello. Yeah, no, it doesn't actually. It didn't look like there were a hole or anything. Oh, there were blood. The whole red patch. It's done well for you. We left him behind. That's not good. Hmm. His wound is grave, my lord. His symbiote is badly damaged. No! Bring him. Well, the white guy stands out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can I tell me if the tall guy is? Who? Tony Todd? Him. Yeah, Tony Todd. What the hell? This whole episode is an example of ammunition fired and not hitting anybody. Mm. Well, except, you know, one of our main characters. Yeah, that was fired from about two feet away. That's SG-22. Under the command of Colonel Raimi, played by Elliot Mandelcorn. I see. They're wearing green fatigues, you know, as you would expect. Go on, do your thing. Right then, uh, Babylon, Season 9, Episode 8 of Stargate SG-1, Gatecast Episode 206. Written by Damien Kindler, directed by Peter DeLuise. Got its US premiere, September the 9th, 2005. We got it in the UK, November the 29th. Canada, December the 29th. The French got it April the 8th, 2006. The Germans, December the 13th, 2006. And the Japanese, April the 2nd, 2007. Surprisingly, not many shows with episodes of the same name. Only Carnival, Mad Men, and a show called Benzo Terug. Uh, uh, we've got, uh, I don't know, a couple of translations from foreign markets. The French, it was called For Honor, and the Italians called the episode The True Enemy. Mm. And we're back with a nice... Canadian mountainside. 
it does look like that with a little bit of matte painting right in, right in the middle of it. And that cart probably weighs 10 times what the hay does. <laughs> That's in it. Uh, something unusual did happen to me. Oh, yes. Yeah, I uh, was sitting in a chair at the far side of the apartment, as in the far long side. And I plucked something, a bag of TV mix out of my bag. And I couldn't quite toss that onto the bed because the storage cupboard was open. So I tried to toss it over the storage cupboard, missed entirely, and actually flew all the way across the room, hit the curtain, and then fell neatly onto the desk directly beside an empty pack of the TV mix. That's decidedly spooky. Considering it was sort of left-handed over my shoulder, yeah. <laughs> so, Cam is a prisoner of the Sudan. What do they have in store for him? Stay tuned, folks. Carter to STC. You got anything yet, Chief? Colonel, we're reading UAV telemetry 5x5. Five five. So far, no sign of Colonel Mitchell. Let me know when you've completed your first sweep. Affirmative. SGC out. Hey, That's a UAV. <laughs> We've seen that shot before. Yeah, it's a UAV. <laughs> Literally the same shot. Anything? Not yet. How's he doing? Not well. His symbiote is dying. It has not removed the hostile die also. Sergeant, radio Dr. Lamb. Let her know we have a priority one medical emergency incoming. If it is removed, the host will also die. What's the dip? Well, they've got Tritonin now, haven't they? So the Jafar don't need symbiotes. According to legend, no Sodan has been indentured to Gould for over 5,000 years. So your intel was correct? Indeed. Yay! <laughs> Indeed. SG-22, they've got helmets on. They are actually equipped to go into a dangerous situation. Nope. Tilk? I have never before seen such a device. Well, I'm detecting energy readings. It's definitely some form of technology. Perhaps this is how the Sodan managed to escape so quickly. You'd think they'd keep that clean. It's probably significant. Yeah, thank So where? Enlightenment. <laughs> oh, one of them. Just enlightenment? Nothing more specific? That's all it says. <laughs> now, the ancients never really went in for specifics. Purpose-built village? Really? I knew this episode looked expensive, but I thought they just reused the same village like 15 <laughs> times. No, no, that one's on the main set. This was mm. actually on a location. According to Tony Todd, it cost around $800,000. You know, you bedside manner totally blows. <laughs> this is Jolan, played by Jason George, an American mm. actor. His brother's in this episode as well. He appeared twice in SG-1. He also starred in Grey's Anatomy, Witches of East End, Mistresses, Eastwick, Eli Stone... And I think he did about 280 episodes of the soap Sunset Beach. I see. Tony Todd? When we see him next. <laughs> well, that's nicely done, isn't it? A nice idyllic scene as Cameron screams as the poultice does its work. <laughs> While this in there watching the operation, mm. what purpose does it serve? I'm curious now. Mm. Go and have a kip or get something to eat or fill in the uh, mission reports. The general likes his mission report. Most of I would not survive such wounds. Which means she's very good. That's why she's here. Yeah, it's like magic. Indeed. Well, any science sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Tell that to uh, Harry Potter. Only if you agree to persuade Rowling to resume everything from book four on so that someone can actually edit them. <laughs> Do we really need to see all the bottom to show it's an operation? Yes. Well, one line of ancient text isn't a hell of a lot to go on. We're running surface scans with Prometheus on several moons and other planets in the system. You believe Colonel Mitchell is no longer on P9G844? It's a possibility. Ground sweeps and UAV scans are all coming up empty. Well, we know the ancient beaming technology isn't going to throw you across the galaxy. 
So there's only a limited number of places that they could go. Ah, see, duct tape. Well, the uh, local equivalent. Well, you know what I like is the fact that Cameroon actually has chest hair. Okay. Ew, that's a poultice. Don't pick at the poultice. Yeah, you want to leave that on? Yeah. May not smell very good, but... That gunk is keeping you alive. <laughs> yeah, this is a Star Trek. You can't just inject nanobots. Yeah, nick his clothes as well. Yeah. He won't mind. He's got a smock in your size. <laughs> Bamboo windows. Yes. Yeah, but I can see in. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like you're in any fit state to do that. Yeah, he is seriously wounded. He's walking around as if he hasn't been. Okay then, Cameron. Think fast. One door. Small room. Hide under the bed. Cunning. <laughs> Behind you. Don't move. Don't make a sound. You call to the others. And it's goodbye, Jafar. Oh. Yes, he looks really worried. It certainly appears that way. <laughs> now, yeah, it appears that way. You're going to tell me how it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded like really, really hard flooring. Yes, I may have tweeted that in the, the audio edit. <laughs> You're free to leave this place whenever you choose. Oh, now you tell me? But to reach the chopper, I would take months on foot to the mountains of Dor Tanakh. No one who's attempted the journey has ever survived. <laughs> so how did we get... We're brought here through the eye of the gods. Yeah, perfect place to keep you... Local, you know, you can leave anytime you want, but you'll probably die. Well, if that's breakfast, I can eat. <laughs> oh, Jolan has no sense of humor. You have spilled the blood of a Sudan warrior. <laughs> Did you think our mercy was without purpose? A little bonsai in the background, all adds to the Asian style of the village. Yeah, ritual battle with another warrior, and on that day, you will die. So you told me you'd say who Tony Todd was the next time he appeared. When he appears. I take it from all the beeping, our friend is still with us. That he is. Now how he survived is a mystery to me. Oh, I'd say the nine hours you spent working on him might have something to do with it. Nice work. This is Jason's brother, Jarvis George. He plays Volneck. Mm. He's not talking much at the moment, but he will later. He's been in Desperate Housewives, NCIS, Heroes, The Wire, The Shield, and Gamer. <laughs> well, that might be more up Tilk's alley, but that's the idea. Well, that wasn't exactly the kind of post-op recovery I had in mind. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be very happy about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, dear. This is the military. You can't interrogate someone if they're ill. You know, we've got to get them uh, healthy first. <laughs> then I'll bring the pliers. She's irritable and tired. Not quite sure why she's a military doctor. Take him off, probably. Carpentry's a valued skill in this encampment. Uh, mm -hmm. I do like the uh, staff weapons, the shorter version, make a lot more sense. And here we have Tony Todd again. Mm -hmm. Playing Lord Hakon. He's been in, deep breath. A Y five O, Chuck twenty four, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, The Next Generation, Xena, Hercules, Babylon Five, Psych, and believe me, dozens and dozens of other shows. Weren't he in Mind War? 
Was he the one that played Talia's ex in Mind War? The uh, Uber telepath? Yeah. I would have to check. I wouldn't. I don't think he was. The gold should have been defeated 5,000 years ago. My ancestors were one of the first of the Sedan. They were part of an elite command force under the gold Ishker. For years, they pillaged and plundered under his name, driving fear into the hearts of all those that would oppose his rule. Now that's a stone tablet. Mm. You bring that down from the mountain with you and people will give you respect. Mm. You would have to make more than one trip, though. Charlton and Heston couldn't hold one in each hand. Our true gods are those that came before us. Mm. You're talking about the ancients. Ishker branded my ancestors as traitors and ordered their death. Now this is going back, of course, like Tilk says, 5,000 years when the Sodan broke away from the Degwald. It's strange that Cameron referred to a movie trailer because that guy's got a voice for one. You can just imagine in an ancient world. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason his resume is uh, huge. But instead, their search led them to this world. You knew about the Gaul, but you didn't help the other Jaffa defeat them. That's it, Cameron. Really annoy the people that are keeping you alive. Yep. You could have opened that bag before you sat down. I can't actually get it open. <laughs> Defeated by a bag of sweets. No, it was just making too much noise. They need your help. Their fate is of no concern to us. Oh, here we go. Die well. <laughs> I hope you are prepared to die well. It's a Always comes down to that with the honourable Jafar. Mm. You get our respect if you fight and die well. We're still going to kill you. <laughs> you will not be able to break your bonds. Oh, that'll come keen. Mm. Mm. Oh, I suppose there's a good reason for the restraints because he wouldn't yeah. react like this. But still, it's not polite, is it? I mean, sort of neck collar around him. Mm. You attacked us and took our comrade. All enemies who transgress our sacred ground forfeit their lives. Yeah. Well, you might want to post a few signs. Look, we just want our friend back. And we figured your fellow warriors might want to know that you're still alive and kicking, so... We're thinking straight swap, our guy, in exchange for you. If your friend was taken, then mourn him. Yeah, you were trespassing, lads. There's no signs around Earth, and, you know, they got rather yeah. ratty when Jafar were trespassing on America. Well, not exactly. I mean, so the bombing from orbit does tend to make people ratty. Without my symbiote, I will be dead soon enough. A medicine called Tritonin courses through your veins. You have been freed from your burden. Such a thing is not possible. Oh, but it is. It yes. Is very real. Mm -hmm. And we are the only supply. It is now used by several thousand free Jafar with no ill effects. Your poisons will not work. Had you any honor, you would have let me die on the battlefield. <laughs> have a taste. Yep. You see, I now have hair. Yeah. So is it you just don't know what's going on in the rest of the galaxy or you really don't care? This one's stubborn. The Jafar made their choice 5,000 years ago. Their affairs are of no concern to us. I think those steps in the background should have a handrail. Yep. <laughs> you know. We raid Goa'uld strongholds for shipments of symbiotes that have yet to be implanted in any Jafar. Such missions are rites of passage for our youngest warriors. Well, sounds like fun. The fighting style of the Sudan has been a closely guarded secret for a hundred generations. It is a shame you will die shortly after learning it. As they said in the commentary, Peter DeLuise and Gary Jones, so 
you ever listen to one of their commentaries, you realise they don't talk about the episode in question very much. This episode was very much in line with the Tom Cruise movie, The Last Samurai. It's just I don't feel like... <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's it, kids. <laughs> Come on, if you don't, he is going to hit you. Ooh. <laughs> Credit to Ben Browder as well. He did most of his stunts for this episode. You are slow and undisciplined. If you fought your opponent today, you would die without landing a single blow. The kids seem amused. Yeah, they probably knew this was going to happen. That's why they decided to do the weeding in this area. Mm. It is an alternative you do not wish to explore. Alternative <laughs> than dying. <laughs> Ooh. He's refusing to eat. And look, it's Joe. Dr. Lamb tells me you have refused to eat. The very odor of your food turns my stomach. If you are to survive without your symbiote, you require sustenance. It is only because your drug has weakened me. On the contrary, brother. It has freed you. Peas and carrots, though. Why always peas and carrots? At least there's no corn in it. Can he actually eat that, though? He's, he ain't got really much room to maneuver, has he? Yeah. No matter how many times you call him brother, he's not going to accept you. I know that I have heard stories of the Sodan since I was but a child. Your bravery and skill are legend among all Jafar. It is because of my failure as a warrior that I languish here now, prisoner to a former slave and his pitiful allies. Speak not of skill to me. Uh-huh. He has a point. The SGC compared to his home village is a bit of a dump. Yeah. Instead of respecting the traditions of our ancestors, you would only seek to lead them further astray. Yes, legend. Very few people actually believe that Sodan existed anymore. You really don't want to take to your car off. He doesn't care if you're tied down. He's still going to strangle you. They do have an excellent dye for those reds. That's somebody's uh, dishwater. <laughs> mm. Hey, oh. Oh, dear. Okay, didn't really expect to see one of them over here. And that, of course, is William B. Davis playing the prior. Is it slow-mo there? Yes, dramatic effect. No, it's either that or play the Baywatch music. <laughs> yeah. Run, little rabbit, run. Ow! <laughs> that wasn't Ben Browder doing that stunt. No. No, that was a, a stuntman called Adrian Hine who specialises in all this kind of acrobatic mm-hmm. combat falls and leaps. <laughs> That's really not fair, is it? Yep. You're just running around, minding your own business, next thing you know, you're flying through the air. I'm just going to eat a mushroom shape. Oh! <laughs> no pausing. Faster! Faster! I'm sure I hired a gym teacher like this back at school. <laughs> My gym teacher also taught math. It's not a combination you see very often. <laughs> no. Uh, how'd I do? Badly. Badly. Uh, <laughs> again. Yeah, you stop using that gadget. I guarantee you, I'll do better. A Sodan warrior must anticipate an attack at any moment. Yeah, well, where'd you guys get those things anyway? The writings of our gods instructed us how to construct many of their devices. They were very smart people when they broke away. 
I mean, if they've interpreted some of the pamphlets of the ancients and actually constructed the weapons. Mm. I need to talk to your boss. That visitor you had yesterday, I'm assuming it's not the first time he's been here. I've met their kind before. They're bad news. They're not just using the technology, they're actually creating it and building upon it. Crazy training exercise you want. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Within reason. Finish the course in time. You haven't told me what the time is. When the bag's empty. You know, a bag of sand with a hole in it is not an accurate timing device. <laughs> and they put that line in because everybody said, well, that's stupid, it doesn't make any sense. The bigger the hole, the quicker the sand will come out. Yeah, well, how big the hole is depends on how ticked off he is. Oh, that's a nice night shot. Mm -hmm. This was Tony Todd's idea. He wanted to play an instrument. Didn't specify how big, which one. So this is what he got. It's is it? It wasn't tuned either. Tony just kind of, you know, uh, twanged away on it. Come on, it looks like it's designed for a four-year-old. And I'm starting to get an idea why you guys attacked us. That prior is telling you we're enemies. Is he wrong? The prior hmm. basically tells everybody's an enemy. You could have cut us down the second we stepped through the gate, but you didn't. Generations of my people fought and died under exile. I think Braytac would have really liked to meet these people. Mm -hmm. He would probably have been able to get through to Hikon much easier than Mitchell. Indeed. The day once give us a sign as proof of their existence. Hmm. They're always going to come up against the same argument, you know. Are not the ancients. But can there be any doubt that they are gods? Especially with a group of people who are very religious and spiritual and hold 5,000 year old tradition that you've voluntarily kept up. Hard to break. I'm not what you think they are. They are not even close. The cousin! Uh, goods are evil. Perhaps when you face your death in your final moments, you'll understand. I've already been there. I understand. Hmm. I don't remember this episode at all. You don't? No. Right. There he goes, twang twang. It's possible I missed it. Oh. <laughs> Ow! Break your chin. <laughs> oh. oh, this ain't fair. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't even got a pointy oh. stick. You may rest now. No, I'm good. Let's keep going. <laughs> That's it. I think this is a bit of a front, but... Where there's life, there is hope. Six weeks airborne training for Benning. That's tired. This is nothing. Come on. <laughs> mm -hmm. If I want to survive this Calshack low thing, I'm going to need to know a hell of a lot more than you're teaching me. Quit pussyfooting around and stop holding back. Let's go. If you think back to when we saw that flashback of Braytac training Tilt, yeah. it's very similar, except there's less no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that wasn't too bad, she says, <laughs> with a look. The Krantu is nothing but an extension of your body. No true warrior depends on a weapon for strength or advantage. Is this the Rocky one? See, that's what I'm talking about. Drink. The Rocky film? Yeah, you know, they're drinking spit out. Like I say, he doesn't like Jolan's tea, even though it's probably full of natural goodness. Hmm. I'm not going to get used to this stuff. And tea. Were it not for my teas, you would have died many days ago. Well, I assume their tea is slightly different, more herbal. It was self-defense, you know. 
the Jafar I killed? It was him or me. It does not matter. Blood has been spilled. Our laws decree you must answer for it. The wherefore and why really don't come into it. You attacked a Sodan warrior. You pay the price. His name was Volnek. A most skilled warrior. That looks sharp. It looks plastic, but it looks sharp. <laughs> Look. For what it's worth. Which, alas, Cameron, isn't much. <sighs> it's nothing I can say, is there? No. Oh, your fate is sealed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's always a chance, you know. Yeah. So, who do I fight? Lord Hycon will determine that on the eve of your battle. Usually it is the closest blood kin to the slain warrior. Right. And the next of kin is just as tough as he was. Do I stand a chance? As we said, there's always a chance. Never mind. I promise I'll die well and all that jazz. But before I kick it, I gotta ask. You buying what these priors are selling? Lord Hycon has led us for more than a hundred years. He knows what is best for us all. Which isn't exactly yeah. an answer, is it? No. Yep. What do you think? It is not my place to question Hycon's judgment. Nor is it yours. Well, somebody better, because if you guys follow the Ori, all of your traditions, your Crantu staffs, your precious path, your tasty beverages, it's all going down the drain. Enough! <laughs> tasty beverages. I don't think the Ori are going to take away your tasty beverages. Yeah, they are. We're seeing a bit more variety in the inhabitants of the village. Mm. That's it. This is how we come to uh, gain the trust of our visitors. Yes. You say a prior has come to the Sodan. And you have decided to follow the word of the Ori. I walk the path of our true gods. The Ori are not gods. It's hard to understand how these honourable warriors would accept that. Indeed. As Cameron says, you, you could have sorted us as soon as we appeared, but you didn't. This prior will have you hunt down and kill all Jafar who refuse to follow the path of origin. That is the path you walk. Do we? Oh, yeah. God. Thank you. <laughs> I will learn the codes of the ancient transporter. No matter how long it takes... It may take a while. This is going nowhere. Two weeks and he hasn't given us so much as a decent haiku. On the bright side, you got a decent cup. <laughs> well, he's a general. He deserves at least one decent cup. Indeed. Proud me while I eat mushroom-shaped marshmallow. <laughs> Damn those ancients. It seems the code preventing us from using it is rigged to some sort of defense mechanism. Dr. Lee received a few nasty volts while trying to implement an override. Oh. Poor Dr. Lee. Yeah. Dr. Lamb says the feeling should return to his legs in a few days. Uh, if they were going to mention him, they could at least have him in sick bay or something. Yeah. You know, a quick shot. Give the actor something to do. Science teams, orbital scans by Prometheus. All of them coming up empty certainly doesn't look good. Another few days, and they'll tell us to shut down search and rescue operations. Shut it down? Uh, sir, with all due respect, in the past, we have spent months searching for our people in the field. We can't just stop looking. What you're saying, sir, is we've never left a man behind. Infirmary, I would say, Six Bay employs a ship. Well, I dropped into Star Trek mode. This is very much a Star Trek referenced episode. Mm. Yes, normally it's Jack that's missing. Yep. And when Daniel's missing, it's because he's dead. But he always comes back. Yeah, Daniel Lazarus Jackson. 
Oh dear. The leader of your people should not be bowing down before a prior. Yeah, bit of a pause there. <laughs> Don't like the look of this. William B. Davis, the cigarette smoking man from the X-Files. He's also been in Caprica, Smallville, Continuum and the recent Stonados. Yeah, and my crate film that there ever was one. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Alright, I'll make this quick. That prior represents a race of ancients, yes. But believe me when I tell you, they are not the ancients you want to worship. The prior has healed our sick, caused our crops to grow as if by magic. That's unfair. Mm -hmm. Uses technology to make the crops grow faster. Although that was used on the original Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Anyone refuses to worship them and they die. And I'm not talking about a few non-believers here and there. I'm talking about whole planets wiped out. And I should simply take your word for this. It would help. Yep. I don't think you will, but it would help. I do like all the, <laughs> the blades on the wall. <laughs> We have never needed proof of our God's existence in order to believe in them. Stargate doesn't really delve deeply into a human uh, religion or faith, spirituality. This is quite unusual, and you wonder if Cameron himself is religious. Possibly. Good point. Not the ancients themselves. Don't throw your history away for a bag full of magic tricks. All things considered, I don't think Jack O'Neill could have pulled that speech off. Admit it, Tycon has totally lost his mind. Oh, it looks a lot smoother now, don't he? Mm. A warrior cannot talk and fight at the same time. He's getting an audience. A fact you refuse to accept. Got it. Boring Arena was originally meant to be in the centre of the village. Unfortunately, they wanted to be able to see the village while mm. they were filming on it, so it moved to the edge. You can understand that they spend that much money if they want to see it on screen. And, of course, the other side of the sparring ring, where all the trucks were parked. Oh, nice. <laughs> Let me provide a challenge to your opponent after all, Mitchell. Right. I won't feel bad about killing you now. <laughs> Followed by my violent death, of course. Of course. Unfortunately for you, we are not going to be using these weapons. Nope. <laughs> to my inevitable demise. Naturally. And he goes straight for the tea. He likes the tea. Why do you do this? Do what? Train this hard. Got used to it after the third week drinking it. Mm. I would think you would spend more time in reflection. All I know is, the moment you accept your fate, that's when you're as good as dead. Till then, all bets are off. You cannot survive, Kelshaklo. I can't even pronounce it. Well, no offense, but I've endured things I wasn't supposed to survive before, and I'm still here. That's an argument that works for the warrior. Mm -hmm. You never give up, and never surrender. How can you be certain the prior speaks falsely? Because I've seen entire planets wiped out because they refuse to follow the Ori. Look, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. But if everything I believed was being threatened, I'd want to know. Jalon, your people shouldn't suffer for their faith. Briar probably hasn't mentioned that bit yet. No. And made sure they only go planets that suit his agenda at the moment. Bit by bit, get him under his control so there's no doubt. You two again. Yes, us two again. Now, if I was this guy, I'd be, I'd be seriously pissed with this lot. Can I go home now? But we're not here to talk. You require evidence that the Ori are not to be trusted. Taking where that Super Stargate was, this was once a Jaffa world. It is not here now. Mm -hmm. 
Many families came to live there to enjoy the freedom that they fought so hard to achieve. He is Sudan? Indeed. Tell him what happened. This is Tatan, played by Darcy Laurie, Canadian actor. He's been in Continuum, Fringe, Supernatural, Motive, Battlestar Galactica. He is wearing the emblem of Harur. Hmm. His people have been free longer than most. Unfortunately, <laughs> also one of the first to get wiped out by the Ori. Then he left. He later returned. Told us we had to make a choice. Follow the Ori or be destroyed. We chose to resist. Yeah, that sounds so good. You should take him and see the destruction. Show, not tell, as they say in the TV world. <laughs> he dialed the Chapai and merely placed his staff in the ground in front of it. Then the earth shook with a fierceness I have never seen nor heard of before. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stick around. Hundreds of our people wiped out in an instant. Enough of these lies. <laughs> you expect me to take the word of this sorry excuse for a Jafar? I witnessed the destruction with my own eyes. Heed my words, brother. If a prior visits your world, leave. You should f*** off now. Hey, this deep. Oh my, why? That's the only reason I want to be the chief. <laughs> I like this gong. You admitted you're rather obsessed with gongs right now. Well, there's lots of gongs about. We should start seeing them, the gongs everywhere. You have spilled the blood of a Sodan warrior. Human. Hmm. Do you deny it? Yeah. <laughs> no. But it wasn't... You can see the wheels turning in Cameron's eyes. No, I don't deny it. If any blood kin of the warrior seek recompense, let him step forward now. I seek it. <laughs> right. That's convenient, you know. Only him. Well, perhaps uh, more and poor are dead. It's not exactly a stretch to play the sibling thing, is it? No, it isn't. <laughs> I ate a crisp, did you hear? No, I didn't. Oh, goody. Maybe I should try another one. Bom, 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 bom. A lot of elders. <laughs> May the blood spilled here today settle this debt once and for all. It's a double-ended. Yeah. It's a sort of mini battle thingy. Or a lurper, as seen in the original series of Star Trek. The thing is, though, if he kills him... Will he not have spilled blood and will his relatives not claim recompense? It wouldn't surprise me if no outsider has actually survived this test. Of course, he knows all Cameron's weaknesses because he trained him. Is it, is it poisoned? Yes, it is poisoned. Exactly. Considering this plot is taken directly from that episode. <laughs> die, human, die. That's why he poisoned them. Yeah. You get the impression he died. Of course, first viewing of this, Cameron's dead. 
they should have had them kids exchanging a bit of money or something mm-hmm. <laughs> like they've been betting on it they've been running a book now there's 15 seconds of Mitchell being strangled and I really do prefer the Star Trek music And now back to Stargate. Seriously, can you tell that he's... The human is dead! He stopped breathing for five seconds. See? <laughs> His chest ain't moving. He fought and died a warrior, my lord. It is only fitting he be given the right of Shalmakasa. Very well. With your permission, my lord, I would like to take care of it myself. Yes, in other words, let me take his body away from here. Yes, so he's not going to burn it then. Well, maybe, but n- not here is the point. Away from the village. Smells like bacon. Hmm. Part to my death have apparently been exaggerated. <laughs> we've all we've all had mornings like that. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I was afraid you would not wake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, ease yourself up. There we go. How long was I? Seven hours. Seven. I thought it was only supposed to be two. I may have inadvertently made the elixir too strong. <laughs> Oops. The whole tea thing again. <laughs> oh, seven hours, yeah. Overdose that powerful, you can probably kill him. That's because most human sedatives work by repressing the respiratory system. No, this could be different. Who knows? Well done, Bones. Oh, I see. Yes. <laughs> Never mind. I've always liked that about Stargate. When they do reference show <laughs> or pop culture, they do it openly. <laughs> The prior intends to mislead the Sudan, as you say. Then they're going to die. Horribly. Then I am his enemy. And I can't. Ah, not going to happen. Well, if, if you can't remember this episode, you can't probably remember the sequel to this episode either. We will continue to walk the path of the Sudan until the others see the error of their ways. Not for what it's worth. You won't walk alone. I don't suppose you're considering dropping in line from Ferry Cross to Mersey there? Walk on, walk on, with hope in your heart. Oh yes, throughout the trials and tribulations, they are now brothers in arms. Come. Oh my, love the Sabre General. Even after we showed him video footage of the damage, Volnick still refuses to believe the Ori are responsible for what happened on Sartorus. What's he doing now? Nothing. He hasn't said a word since the sun left. They really haven't had much. They never did try waterboarding, did they? Yeah. I've heard that gets resolved. World activation. What do we got, Chief? Receiving an IDC, sir. It's Colonel Mitchell. You're kidding. I would never do that, sir. <laughs> you have a visitor. It's nice to have Gary Jones doing a commentary on an episode he's in. You! Yeah, I thought you were dead, too. Oh, we have unfinished business. Just take it easy. You shot me. You shot me first. I will have vengeance. You will listen, brother. Calm down, lad. Calm down. It's been weeks. That's it. Deep breath. Tilk is bigger than both of you. I know that you think we're enemies. And right now, it doesn't matter if we become allies. What matters is that you understand the truth. <laughs> hmm. Well, this is probably the only logical and reasonable way to resolve the situation. Build upon the trust already generated. You were fortunate my brother drugged you. You would never have survived a true Kelshot law. Don't know. Took you down pretty good. You were lucky. Lucky is good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In one-on-one combat, I'm quite happy to be lucky, if it means I get to walk away. Granting my freedom changes nothing, Mitchell. Arrogant son of a bitch, isn't he? 
He's so friendly. If all the aliens were like this, we'd have never left Earth. <laughs> Come straight back. We will meet again. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yes, I've been booked for another episode. <laughs> he is trusting, though. Yeah. Could have uh, sent him somewhere else. The pan pipe player has been booked <laughs> for another episode as well. And that was a Babylon. Hmm. The episode looked fantastic. The, the new location, I don't know if it did cost $800,000, Canadian or American, whatever, it was worth it to have something that was definitely outside. It would have made the episode look ridiculous if they'd have used the village set. Indeed. Guest stars, well, what can you say? Tony Todd, an Uber guest star, he has literally been on dozens and dozens of shows. William D. Davis, X-Files, Jason and Jarvis George. Jason George, by the way, is starring with Robert Cardo in a stage production of 12 Angry Men. Yes, I saw you posted that. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We'll kick off with some birthdays and let's cherry pick from the remainder of the month. So on the 15th, it's Michael Shanks' birthday. I don't really need to go into his resume. Let's just say it'll be good to have Saving Hope return in the new year. On the 17th, the awesome Kate Hewlett has her birthday. Like two peas in a pod, she's as talented and funny as a sibling, but a hell of a lot more attractive. On the 19th, Jessica Steen will be celebrating her birth. She played Elizabeth Weir in a few episodes of SG-1. It would have been interesting to see her play the part full-time, but there is plenty of her work on TV and in the movies to indulge ourselves in her talent. On the 20th, Nicole DeBoer has her birthday. Best known for Ezra Dax, I guess, but for me, aside from her guest spot on Atlantis episode Whispers, she is Sarah from the TV adaptation of The Dead Zone. On the 22nd, a happy birthday to Jay Brazar. Yes, he of... Contraya! And I'm not one of those to hold that against him. Finally, on the 31st of December, we'll be celebrating Peter Williams' birthday. Our Lord Apophis, and the template for the Gwol as we came to know them. Check out his Twitter feed, he's a friendly and funny guy. Some good news for fans of Robert Nepper, who has secured roles on the TV series Arrow and the upcoming third instalment of The Hunger Games. Christopher Judge has also signed on to star in the Asylum creature feature Mega Shark vs Mecha Shark. And Elise Levette will be making an appearance in the CW series The Originals next year. Finally, rumour has it that Jason Momoa is up for a part in the Superman Batman movie. No word on the role as of yet. Right then, let's get to the feedback. We have some feedback for last week's episode, Instinct. Kick off, Gate Tech Alpha 6 started the thread. A slight serve of CG beauty before we get a character piece. Apart from adding some plot detail with Carson's retrovirus, these early season 2 episodes are in my opinion the weakest of the series. After such a strong first season, definitely feels like production has slowed. It might also have been season 9 of SG-1 running currently to blame. The Ronan tracking scenes and Rodney's inability of comprehending medicine are strong points. And Carson, if you have a retrovirus which isn't complete, tested, or in any way a working product, you don't take it to another planet and monologue about it in front of a sympathetic Wraith supporter. And if you do, it goes in a test tube or a petri dish, not ready to inject syringe. And in regards to this being an unofficial two-parter, we now know only a couple of the series two-parters are named so. We're used to it by now. Lee Montgomery, one of my favourites and keeps the virus story going, plus Dual State's first appearance. Me. Mixed opinions, it seems, which does seem to be the norm for this episode. Gate Deck Alpha 6. I didn't even know it was her at the beginning, but that voice did seem familiar. 
Me? To be honest, I can't recall if I knew beforehand or not. But I would have known her name by that time, when it appeared in the credits. Lee? Yeah, I knew it was her first time I heard her. Brad Moore, stop and wait one minute. You were bidding on a photo of Amanda and Miss Black with Ben's signature on it? Me? No, Ben's charity and a picture of Amanda and Claudia signed by the pair of them. Brad? Ha ha, makes more sense. Gate deck Alpha 6. And to clear up Ronan's gun weaknesses, he fires four shots at Wraith on stun, as at that point they were still trying to take her alive. It's only then John and Ronan realise that won't happen, so he switches it from stun to kill and fires the fatal shot, along with some submachine gun fire. Miles McLaughlin. First I saw this episode, I didn't realise it was dual state, until well after I saw it. I heard she was playing two different characters on SGA. To me it shows she's a really good actress. And Brad finishes off the thread. I'm not the only one then. Laugh out loud. As always everybody, thank you for the feedback. Uh, still on Facebook this week. Twitter's always busy. On the Google Plus site, some plus ones about the birthdays and other posts. Keep it coming. The feedback is always welcome. And if you do want to get in touch with us, here are the ways. We always get a warm and fuzzy feeling when we get some feedback on the show, so if you'd like to send us something, then please do so. We'll endeavour to include it in the next show, or relevant show if that's more appropriate. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Right then, let's get back to the show. No, where's my spider Hiding. That's pretty much it. Not a usual recording time, but I believe... Yeah? No? Change of plan since we recorded this episode. Babylon will be the final regular show of 2013, and for the next four weeks we'll have bonus shows, so I think we'll start off with the Sequest episode Vapors, which we recorded with Thomas the other week. The episode features four of the Deloise clan, which is why it qualifies for inclusion on the podcast, and in particularly the great Dom Deloise, who has a starring role, but let's not forget the talking dolphin. So, depending upon your taste for the bonus shows, this may be the last of the Gatecast episodes you listen to before the holidays. So, happy Christmas to everyone that celebrates this time of the year, and a happy 2014. So, until next week, I've been Mike. And I've been Snowed on. <laughs> right then. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye.